So, I mean, it went down tonight. I mean, the first time since, what, 1997 we got a pay-per-view called In Your House? Yes, 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 man. It's been like, like what, 25 years since In Your House first debuted in 95, right? Yes. And let me, let's take a flashback to 1995. First and foremost, how old were you when that came out? Man, I had wrestling wasn't even on my mind, man. I was let me tell you, four years, four years old at the time. Oh, Jesus Christ. I was an eight years old kid, right? Uh, right. I remember watching the pre show. Now, back then, you know what I mean? And my folks, I unfortunately couldn't watch it on pay per view, but they had the pre show on the TV Guy channel. For all you people out there, all you millennials, the TV guy channel is a channel you turn to. <laughs> it scrolled very slowly, and that's the only thing you found on TV. We didn't have the button. You had to go to the channel and watch infomercials and commercials. I remember that, man. I remember and that. They had infomercials all day. All day, nigga. And, like, <laughs> pretty much you had to go to TV guy channel and watch Doc Hendricks and Todd Pettengill, which you got Easter eggs of that tonight, which we get into. And, uh, watched well, Shawn Michaels and Yokozuna. I think that was like the first pre-show match I ever watched when Yokozuna broke the ropes. But that's another story. <laughs> but I mean, so much history happened from there. I mean, you had pay-per-view series like Fully Loaded that went on for a few years because of um, In Your House. Also, yes. um, stuff like uh, Ground Zero, which was, you know, one of the In Your House that was uh, better known. And yeah, in your house DX. I mean, he had a lot of in your house pay per views over time. Right. So in your house DX is when I really started catching on around you know to the wrestling movement. That's that was the beginning for me. In your house DX. Yes. Yep. And then the best in your house, the best in your house ever. I mean, hands down, was going to be in your house uh, bad blood. In your house, bad blood. I mean, aka the debut of K. Hell of the cell one. I remember that. I remember that. Hell of the cell one. You can't beat that. I remember that man. They debuted K. Uh, Paul Bear was telling Undertaker, "This is your brother, the biggest lie told in wrestling history." Hey, we, we believe we believed it at the damn time though. Man, believe that you believe that Edge and Christian was brothers, man. But no, nah, to get into it though, I got a few moments. Let's just get into the car real quick and why I think it's the best one ever before we get into the new one because we got yes, we got a little bit of time. But excuse me, real quick, <clears throat> don't be button on this. But first and foremost, the first match on there was Brian Pillman versus Gold Dust. Now, this was pretty much Brian Pillman, I believe, last pay per view before his uh. Untimely demise. Yeah, I remember that. But the remember the whole feud when they was fighting over Goldust's wife at the time in real life, Terry Reynolds, Marlena, and remember the winner of that match had yes. her as a slave, and Brian Pillman won. Yes. And then you know what happened shortly after that, but we don't have to get into that sad news right there. Yeah. And also, yeah. I remember the next match. And I, I'm naming these off the top of my head, y'all. You had, um, I think you had Jerry the King Lawless, son? Brian Christopher? 
I want to say yes. he fought Ivan Pusky, son. I forgot his name at the time, but he was Ivan Pusky, son. Uh, I want to say maybe um, man, I forgot his name, but he was he was like the little Polish hammer too. And I remember this match because Scott Pusky did like a suicide dive. Well, you remember the front flip over the top rope one was kind of rare at the time. Right. He did it and landed wrong and tweaked his knee in the middle of the match. And it was over from there. Like he ended his career that match pretty much. I remember that. And then next, mm. you had the original nation of domination split in the triple threat. You had Savio Vega versus Crest versus Farouk. Right. I mean, the car was great. The, the car was great. And then you had a couple of throwaways. Don't get me wrong. The first one I like, you had El Torito. <laughs> Yeah, and that's not familiar. Not that El Torito, but another El Torito fought Max. I know, I got fought you. Max Mini. Remember Max Mini? That was the original. That was the original little man wrestler right there. Max Mini was the ghost. <laughs> Max Mini was the ghost. And then sounds so familiar. Then it was a tag team match. I really didn't care about, but I just tell you this. I remember one tag team only, and that was Owen Hart and the British Bulldogs. Max Mini. He used to wear the yellow and blue uh, costume, right? Yeah, like the little diamonds and stuff, like little Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. I got you now. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. I remember. Now, this match was controversial to me because I thought this dude didn't deserve this match. And at the time, they tried to push USA versus Canada. And Jesus Christ, I cheered for the American only because he ain't like my favorite wrestler at the time, Shawn Michaels. And that was Bret Hart versus the Patriot. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. I do you remember the Patriot? Garbage. <laughs> now, 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 a fun fact about the Patriot, though. You know, he was the first guy to come out to now world famous You Suck, You Suck, Kurt Angle music. So, like, right. yeah, okay. the Patriot came out to that originally to that match. Mm, okay. Golly, man. I got to get on the network and catch up on all this, man. I remember the match, man, but the music and stuff, man. I think for me as a kid, you know, I don't remember the music as much. Like, it wasn't as iconic for me until, you know, like certain people started, you know, unless it was like really certain athletes or certain superstars, such as like Shawn Michael, when you hear like the little girls screaming or whatever. I guess that was screaming when this music come on. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's good. Stuff yeah, like yeah. That. I understand. I just like, I don't know, when it comes to certain things I'm interested in, and I don't know if it's like a mental condition or something. I have a freakish memory when it comes to it. Like, when it comes to sports and stuff, I can rattle sports from, like, 70, 80 years ago. Records and stuff off the top of my head like it's nothing. I don't know. And it's kind of like that with wrestling. I mean, I don't consider myself a historian like Jim Cornette or anything because I don't have many collectibles or anything. But I can say these pair, these yeah. pair of eyes have seen a lot of things, man. Right. I mean, things that's out there in the network, things that were rare to, like, VHS collections back in the day. I was fortunate to be in situations when I could see a lot of these things that were history-making. You know what I mean? Okay. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But I don't want to get like too off topic. Um, let's get into why we even doing this podcast tonight. In your house, man. I let NXT. NXT in your house. I mean, shout out, shout out to Trips of them, man. Yes, and uh, for, I, I think that you know they they went on a risk. Well, they took a big risk by bringing back in your house on NXT of all things. Especially during the pandemic, social distancing, they had, you know, a few, uh, you know, audience members in the crowd. Yeah, about how they did that. Even, I don't know why they took so long because that's one thing I like. I love what AEW did the whole time. Even if it was like fellow wrestlers, like, you need that energy from the crowd. But no, go ahead. I'm right, right. They had the, the hockey plexiglass around. You know, it, it, I mean, it was good to see, man. It turned out good because, you know, anybody can think in your house. When you think in your house, I mean, it, you just think straight nostalgia, like the biggest superstars, you know. And, you know, NXT, they're all superstars, the future of the uh, company and all that, the future of the NXT brand. But, you know, it's not the, the, the you know, the stars of the stars, you know, not your Roman Reigns or your... Brock Lesnar's and stuff like that. So it, it was good to see, man. It was it was very well executed, man. It very well executed. Even though it was like you know oh, the first ahead. thing that crosses my mind when I think of it though is the set. It's the What's set. That? The iconic set. Like yes. at the house set. And I, I, I love the way that the set look on here. I and I even like the modernized feel when it had the little fake ring doorbell in the front. And it had, you know, like how uh, Johnny Gargano made it code, like his personality. Yeah, like, like I, I, I see the connection, man. Today, I, I really like the set in general. But now, nah, continue. No, go ahead, man. I was just saying that you know, I, I just the way that it was just set up. The whole show was to me, it was executed perfectly. You know, even with the. Uh, even though I, I know we're jumping ahead, but to the um, the uh, brawl with uh, what's his name, Adam Cole, and you know the DMV's very own Velveteen yeah. Dream, you know the way that was set up with the cars around the ring, you know providing the light and all that. Even though I it was mean, all set up I, in the studio, I mean it was I still well executed, yeah, it was very but, well executed, but it, it wasn't no John Cena, Eddie Guerrero. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I mean, let's keep it real with the audience, man. This was my first pay per view, like watching this entirety since I want to say maybe WrestleMania. I did watch both nights of WrestleMania, but I wasn't as focused. I was focused on this. This is the first one I was really focused into in a long time. I had to say since like the Royal Rumble, bro. Man, same. I mean, head. watch every match. Like, like I'm aware <laughs> what's going on and stuff, and I do eventually look at the matches. But like watching it live, nah, that's just the Rumble. Yeah, exactly. The Royal Rumble just happened to be the last pay per view event that I watched in its entirety. I, I didn't watch. Well, as far as WrestleMania, I did watch the um, Hall of Fame. That was about it. But as far as the whole entire show on Sunday. I did not. Uh, I watched both nights. I watched Saturday and Sunday. I feel like, you know, sometimes 
certain matches, I feel like they just. I ain't gonna lie though. For, for, for WrestleMania to be in that box and not to do a WrestleMania preview right now, I thought they did a pretty decent job working with what they had. Now, there's some things I didn't mm-hmm. like, but it's certain things that shine to me. Like that ladder match didn't make sense going into it, but they did a hell of a job telling yeah. the story. And the finish, I actually really like the finish with Morrison. And also, I mean, the pre-recorded shit, the the Orton and Edge was was pretty decent. But no, Taker and Styles, that was phenomenal. Like, and that did not to use a pun or anything, but that was a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, pre-recorded segment. It really brought out Taker. Yes. That's 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 how we kind of want to see Taker brought out that larger than life character we grew up with that we. American yeah, badass. Even 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 that character, even a lot of people love it or hate it, it was still a part of his progression. I thought as far as him and his mic skills, that was the best taker we got. We got some classic we got yes. some classic segments and moments from that taker. Yes. But now um back to NXT takeover. Did you watch the the pre-show? Did you watch the match? The pre-show. Okay, so yes. let's get into the match and let's give our thoughts and what you thought of it. So we had face versus heel six woman tag match. You had Mia Yim, Tegan Knotts, and I think the future, Shachi Blackheart, she's dope. Versus Candice LeRae, shout out to her, Dakota Kai, and mm. the powerhouse, Raquel Gonzalez. What did you think of the match going in? What did you think of the match kind of going into it, knowing that you probably didn't lost most of the build up to it? And then what was your thoughts after you see the match? So to me, the match started off just a little bit too slow. I mean, and it, it was like slow and a little bit too predictable. Now, I mean, we all know the business of wrestling, but you know, they can, you know, add a little more excitement to it. I don't know if it, if it was because if the audience wasn't, you know, wasn't there in its entirety. But after a while, the match started to pick up, you know. And with the uh, the chick Gonzalez, well, first of all, I like Blackheart. Blackheart, she she's got that like that 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 funky like that that like yeah, that edge, you know, like right. Uh, now go ahead. Right, exactly. You know, she she just got that whole sort of like that that whole rock, like that whole rock persona. Not like the rock, but rock and roll type deal, like that hardcore type uh-huh. of deal going on. And then, far as like the the girl Gonzalez, oh, I forget Raquel. her first name, Raquel Gonzalez. Now her, well, she I don't got her. I don't want to be too hard, right, but you know the podcast. I, I don't know, you know, if she's gonna be around for too much longer. You know, you, I mean, how many more, you know, of these <clears throat> women that we have of like of her stature? You got like women of her, of her stature, height, build. You know, don't too many last that long. You know, they yeah. bring them around, you know, play that tough, that that tough girl, um, you know, that tough girl role yeah. for a while. As the bodyguard to the small petite cute one and all that, and it doesn't need Tamina. That's all. <laughs> that's all you just named yeah, Tamina. Tamina. That's it. But I see what you mean. Yeah, I, I think they forced her early. I think she's a little green, but I think with work, she could. She just need the right opponent. 
Hey, you right. She pretty much because she didn't watch. I tell you the build up. She's pretty much the bodyguard to Dakota Kai in this whole beef with Tegan Knox. And I, I'm gonna tell you, like when I first found out about Dakota Kai, I didn't mean to cut you off, no, get off topic. I noticed, like I realized, like I seen her on American Ninja Warrior. Yeah. So I mean that's dope, man. And then and I seen her after that. You know, she was a face. Like she had that face personality. Now she's gone all here. I think she's better at that role. Like. Because to go yeah, back, I like, I, like how I, she I like turned, it. how she turned was pretty dope. This is too how she turned. I remember that doing uh, NXT uh-huh. War Games. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So uh, I think um, this match in general, I mean, it was putting that part of the card for a reason. Right. I, I it warmed up the crowd. I wouldn't give it too high of a grade. I don't want to do star rating in this podcast because I don't want to be like other people in the world. Average at best. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, average? Yeah. Well, so, we're going like to right? we're gonna do good, bad. Ba- no, so we're going to do good, I, bad, and fucking ugly. So, what you think? <laughs> yeah, I think it was all right. It was all right. It was all right. <laughs> it was all right, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the, the pay-per-view, like, like you said, man, this is like the first pay-per-view that we watched in, like, in its entirety. And, you know, I don't care who I upset or how, who feels a certain way about this, but a lot of NXT's pay-per-views, be better than the main roster. I mean, it's been like that for years. It's not a secret, cuz. It's really not. It's been like that for a long time. And before and before that happened, but, Japan had the crown. It's been around since WWE bar done put on the best pay-per-views, bro. I mean, yeah. we could go through history and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I could give you like a maybe no. I'll give you the the ruthless aggression uh-huh. there it was probably the best like 2002 to 2005 has probably been the best consistent run they were on top as far as pay-per-views because like once 06 came in the way it still was like good pay-per-views and stuff but TNA was on its way man like you had like AJ so Styles and so- Christopher Daniels and Samoa Joe's putting on classics right Okay. So what about the whole attitude error in their pay-per-views? Like right after they start taking off after WCW. It, it's almost like uh, you gotta take the good with the bad with the attitude error because let's be honest, the attitude error not always they never they oh they took a lot of risk and they never like they always didn't make great decisions. It was a lot of cheesy stuff. Yeah, and, and of... I'm going to keep it real. It was a time during that attitude there, quote-unquote, that WCW was putting on better pay-per-views. But don't get me wrong, WCW yes. was the same way. They was very hit or miss, too, especially when they was in their peak as far as pay-per-views. Like, 97, when they actually was mm-hmm. kind of having the crown a little bit, they had some sorry-ass pay-per-views. Right. You had that disaster at the new MCI Center. Shout-out 
to the Capital One Center now in DC, Starcade '97. That's bullshit. That bullshit. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. Right. So, that's my. So, do you think it's because of that? Like when they do stuff like that, because they're on top and they feel like they're, you know, that they don't have no competition to worry about at that point. That they can just take that risk. They can afford to take that risk. You know, and go for uh, you know, and go for things I just like think that. they try to. I, I think back then they just try to predict what the crowd was at the time because I mean, the late nineties it was a different era. You know, the bad guys, the bad guys was yes. becoming great. It was cool to be vulgar. I mean, it it was very counterculture, shock TV. Right, the face of, of like yeah, it, it was. Alcoholic. <laughs> I mean, like they actually portrayed real life storylines and try to make it beneficial. You got to remember the whole when they made Ro- rest in peace, Road Warrior Hawk, and all that play out his sober, his substance abuse in the ring. It was too drunk to wrestle, and remember right. Jaws accidentally pushed him off the top of the Titan Tron when he tried to commit suicide because he was so loaded. And then remember WCW around the same time they had Last Call Sky Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, these wrestling companies, man, they went, they went through some some times, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, you got, you got to take the good with the bad, you know what I mean? You got to take the good with the bad. But <clears throat> let's get into this eight house pay per view. Opening match, your boy Finn Balor. Back to vivid, yes. it looks like. Yes. Version. I go live, yes. man. I, a lot of people like him. Um, I can see why some people like him. Do I think he's gonna be a star? Is yet to be known. It could be a if he go main roster, I can see know. him getting like U.S. title contention. I can see him fighting Andrade or something like that, or being teamed with him, that or old. being teams with mm-hmm. him fighting Paulo Cruz or something. But anyway. By the way, did you know yes. that before we continue? Apollo Cruz is the US champion, but that's that's crazy. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, Damian Priest, yeah. man, and Finn Balor. What did you think of that match? Great match, man. Great, great match. I look at it as a David versus Goliath type of match, man. You know, as far as stature size. But it was a great match, man. It wasn't a boring match at all, man. Ben Ballard came in. Once he hit the ring, did his thing with the audience. Man, I like he went that. Went straight to work, man. With the jacket on, with the with the jacket like, on, and I like everything. That he's man, he went straight to work. His aggressive side, like he did in New Japan. Yes. And I, yes. When 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 he was leading that club, yeah. man, it was Bullet Club, right? Exactly, man. It was some. It was some. It was some. Uh, it was some spots on there, man. It was some spots on there. They took some bumps. Like the yes, the girl, the back of the uh, head, and then I mean, what Ballard made him hit the steps. Oh, on the edge at the step of that. And then when Damian the Priest hit the razor's that. edge on the ring apron. That and when he first hit, uh, when he first slammed him on the edge of the apron, the very first slam he did outside the ring. Soon as uh Ballard got up, he just had that big old welt across his back, man. He, he was done, man. I mean, he wasn't done, but, you know, man, just it's, it's crazy what they put their bodies so, through, man. So, is it 
Is it fucking awesome? Is it good? Is it alright? Is it bad? Or is it fucking terrible? Yeah, fucking oh, awesome. I, 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 I give it good. I can't. I can't give it fucking awesome. Give it good. You know, like I'm tough. Okay. Fucking awesome to me that? is Brett versus Owen in WrestleMania 10. Fucking awesome to me is CM Punk versus John Cena and Money in the Bank 2011. You know what I mean? That's why. Okay. I, it has to be something like groundbreaking or something. It was great. It was great, but it wasn't like a, a, a classic. Well, I, I I'm, know, just be I, real. I'm biased. I, you know how I, I am about $10. I'm biased. And, you know, he, he went from getting his butt whipped. He came in clutch, you know, and, and did his thing, man. Coup de, coup de gras to the back of the neck, man. And coup de gras to the chest. Punish him. Knock him on the step and everything, man. He's been, been this is the Finn Balor. I, I don't know. It's like when he came to NXT, his 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 like his old persona just like resurrected or something. Yeah. He got sick of the BS. All right. So next we had a yeah. title on the line. The NXT the, the NXT uh... North American Championship. He had my man bask in his glory. Keith Lee versus Johnny Gargano. Shout out to Keith Lee, by the way, for wearing the Black Lives Matter. Did you see that? Yes. Shout out to Keith Lee. Big X2 bus driving nigga, man. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, he did me, nigga. Oh, my God. He said he's like an X2 bus driver. He's hilarious. And- you know, man. Hey, I, I just wanted to give ahead. a double Go shout ahead. out to Mia Yim as well. Did you see her shirt? She had the Central Park Five. Yeah, yes. that was dope as well. Because you know she's yes. from she's from uh, she's from New York. I think she's from Brooklyn. She's from New York. Uh, nah, I think she was from California. Oh, okay. That's what's up, man. Uh, I seen her. She had the sweatpants on. That'll tell you. That'll tell you. It was dope. <laughs> I could have sworn they said New York when they when they uh, introduced her in the um in the um but now um, yeah to get to that also I had to give Gargano a shout out too as usual when it comes to NXT takeover he always have one of the best entrances of the night yes 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 it was dope man. When he turned down the thermostat, you know, and it was dope. Yeah, man. I like the whole build up, man. Even the package before that, you know, that, that now that's one thing that attitude yes. era yes, was yes. the greatest at, bro. The attitude era was the greatest at the promo hype videos and all that and gets you ready for the match. I thought it kind of was reminiscent of that, man, when they did the fake table for three and all that. I thought that was pretty, yeah. Yeah, and did yeah, I like that was great? And did man. I like how I cut right it into really, uh, Gargano's interest though? Man, I thought it was still part of the actual like a promo video, but for him to actually come out yeah. and everything that was dope. And the whole key thing and everything, man, had a key to the door and everything, man. Uh-huh. That was dope. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty. Yeah, that was that was really dope. Now let's get into the match itself. What did you think of the match? The match itself, 
it was, it was cool, man. Like, I don't really have, you know, I, I the theatrics with it, like, with Gargano, man, going up to the door, banging on it, expecting somebody to really open it and everything. Like, he really didn't have it, uh, the key in his pants or whatever. And I like how they gave, like, the camera point of view with the, I got with the you fake green doorbell and all that. Why did they only use it that one time? And why didn't more people utilize that camera, even though I thought it was in a kind of an awkward position? And Right. And I'm surprised that no one, with the camera being right there, so with any match that was there, you know, I was expecting somebody to come through that gold flying through the door. You know, it just seemed like such a missed opportunity. Yeah, I, I feel like, I feel like they yeah. just dropped the ball right there, man. Yeah, I, I feel like they did miss the ball right there. I did. I definitely feel like they missed the ball right there. But uh, I tell you, one move that I did like though, when Keith Lee, when Keith Lee hit that pounce, What's that shoulder tackle to Gargano through that plexiglass, though. Yes. Oh my goodness, man. It, uh, that was a good move, man. And the way I like the way Gargano, man, he took that man like a champ, man. He, he took that one like a champ, man. He took that bump like a champ, man. He tightened up and got ready because that's, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. a lot coming at him, that's man. A- that, that's like Shaq when he diving, you know what I'm saying, in the front row to try to grab yeah, the ball that, and all that, man. That, that was a bust. <laughs> that a was a bust. But um, one thing I really liked about this match and I like how they portray their characters. <clears throat> like I was telling you, like, um, off the air, because I, I like the fact that, because usually uh-huh. we have, like, big versus small. Small is, small is always face, right. and big is always heel for the most part. But for them to play that unusual right. position right. and switch, you would think the only way it worked is the way they did it. Like the heel has to be dastardly enough to try to win by some type of despicable decision, like he did with trying to put the key in his eye. But you have to you have to have a big guy to be mm-hmm. vicious, but also have times when he's vulnerable and make it look somewhat believable, like they did. Because the big guy is supposed to dominate, yeah, and the big guy did dominate the match. But at the same time, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You still had yeah, he still had a he oh, yeah. he weathered the storm and it's still a chance for him to win by using them type of tactics. So that's why I like it. Yeah. Gargano broke him down. Yeah, almost he had it. Tree I mean, down, it, it, it looked it looked it looked believable and then I mean at the end of the day he got the spirit bomb and a big bang catastrophe and yeah, it was over. Yeah. Yeah, all of that. Enough from all of that <laughs> like, yeah. Overkill. Overkill almost. You know. And you know, like like you know, when you mentioned me and Kim, man, I'm not gonna lie. Like off like you know, off the air too. Like I, I knew Black Lives Matter, he got them trunks on. Oh <laughs> Yeah, I ain't gonna let that man yeah. lose that, man. You think you gonna let I don't care. Ain't no black athlete that's, you know, in a car, you know, wrestling gonna come out there with something black guys or what's going on right now. And he, you think he gonna lose to some little white man that, that's way uh, less than half of him or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't going for that. Well, he company ain't doing that. Or Hulk Hogan. Especially Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan would, didn't, wouldn't give you a know. fuck. 
But nah, what did she think of this match? I thought it was good. I'm with you. I thought it was good. Now, I'm going to be honest. Even though I said that uh, Finn Balor and and uh, Damian Priest was awesome, I kind of enjoyed this one between Keith Lee and Johnny Gargano a, a, a little bit more. I feel you. It was a great, it was a great match. Yeah. It was a great match. I don't get the whole Lare- Candice LeRae and Mia Yim part, though. I don't think they part really was needed, but if they need more. I'm never going to hate on nobody getting more screen nah. time. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it was like, I think they would have told more of a story if they just went one-on-one. Yeah. Because, like, now, me, I, I'm thinking that, you know, they just implemented well, them in a match just to give Gargano a chance to use the key. But, you know, it's been – he could have used the key at any yeah. time. And, you know, no, but yeah. Yeah, he need to let have William Regal use some brass nuts. Yeah. I mean, the time wasted bringing them doggone women down to the ring, somebody could have been flying through Stop that door. Something, right? You know what I'm saying? But I guess they're going to try to save the set for next All right. year. Who knows? The, the, the next match. And it was crazy because this was – it's crazy because uh, it was in the middle of the yeah. card. And I'm starting to know why this match was in the middle of the card. I'm no, I agree with you. And I'm going to let you, I'm gonna let you talk your shit. <laughs> but we had it live in the parking lot, pre-recorded session. WWE been kind of going crazy with them lately. It worked once, and you know they like to use the wheel till it doesn't work anymore. This might be the beginning of that. So you had Adam Cole, baby, of the UE Undisputed Era versus DMV Zone Velveteen Dream. I give you the, I, the floor is yours because I know you probably pissed off about it. I let you talk for a bit. Man, appreciate that one. Both had dope interests, you know, but I think not, not because Velveteen Dream is from the DMV, but he killed the entrance, pulled in with the Lambo, like you said, man. You know, Maryland dude from uh Fallsville hopping out the Lambo, and the outfit, man, the, the outfit hyped me up. He came out with the Negan outfit, the the Walking Dead with the bat, like you know, like he was about to fly uh Adam Cole's head, man. You know, so they going. The match ended up going good. You know, I'm thinking, all right, you know. Then, you know, uh, the other two come out. Adam Cole boys come out. All right, man. Adam Cole, he down. He hit the windshield. He, he. Uh, and I'm just hold up. Like, before I continue, I just want to say this, man. Adam Cole so let. Like, he so let. When he hit that car, man, he so let. Like, he deserves an Oscar for that, man. After, yeah, he did that. But just to skip to the ending, you know, the fact that All That and Velveteen Dream loses, man, after, like, I've been watching the build-up for that. That build-up, i definitely been keeping tabs on, man. And just to see that, it was, it was disappointing, man. Very disappointing. Very disappointing. And like you said, also off the air, right, that, you know, since he lost, they might just be pushing him up to the roster. And I hope, and I hope for the sake that you know, William Regal or you know somebody finds some type of loophole, you know, in matches like these, there's always some type of loophole. 
and you know, Velveteen comes back and he he gets it, man, because it was ridiculous. Like I was it, like, it was what boy got to prove man. that he's a champion? I mean, he came back from injury and lost to this nigga three times. Like, what's the end game here? But I mean, shut up, Adam yeah. Cole, though. Like me I mean, personally, he had the, uh, title I for it... over a year. Yes, I. I have a lot of Three hundred and seventy-two days. That's what's up, man. I wonder how much they're gonna sell that job for. That uh, the speed of the air monster truck. Right now, let me ask you this, right? Because you, you said something about it earlier. Adam Cole, you know, reigning champion. 372 days. He hasn't been beat every time he defended the title. So, do you think they're trying to make him NXT's Triple H? If you look at the decision tonight, and I mean, how we initially felt and how I know other people felt about the decision, I mean, they did their job. He's like the ultimate heel right now. But he can't deny, man. The boy boy got talent, man. Yes. Okay. I'm not mad at that. Because because it's it's not like Velveteen lost to somebody who's not all that in the ring. You know what I'm saying? But he I don't does think great right promo. Now, he, He's excellent right in the now. ring. I think Velveteen, like as far as star level, Velveteen J one level level. Bro. Of course. Yeah. Velveteen Dream. He has that personality. I mean, it could be because he's gay. I don't know. I'm just saying. I ain't got no problem against it. But you know. This part, like Dexter Luminous, is hilarious coming from under the ring, like that, throwing the yeah, the Dan the eyes, Jr. The, eyes, the buggy eyes, bro. Yeah, he looked like a serial killer. He threw up in the truck and drove off. He's like a serial <laughs> killer out there. He might be the Dexter that's I'm set. telling you, man. Shit. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't oppose to that. I wouldn't. I gotta see him in the I, ring. I like his style. He got like that. The the seriousness. Now I'm not familiar with all of his matches, but they call him the King of Torture. I can't wait to see. What, why. Do, you, what do you think about that? But I don't want to roll too much of it because it's one of the pre-recorded just... things. It was quite cinematic. It was some cool things you can see over there. Some good scenery. They did a good job. They did a good job using the environment yes. around them. Yeah, I just yes, the it, like I said, wrong. it wasn't no Eddie Guerrero and John Cena. I I prefer that. But I mean, right. at the end of the day, man, but we'll, what you give it? Yeah, that sounds all right. I give it all right, man. It was almost that. It was damn bad because the damn not decision. being biased because I'm a yeah like I, I, no, I'm gonna keep it real out of all the pre-recorded right. shits they have done like from the WrestleMania joints the Money in the Bank match and now this this might be the worst one because it's if if any if, if if any of you all watched it or are going to watch it you're going to see that Velveteen. Should have won that match, man. And you know, every every match that he has, he, you know what I'm saying? Why the bat wasn't used in part of the match or even the, or especially the decision? That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I think Velveteen, you know, he used it on a car, 
but come on, man. You could, man, man. You, I know where you're from. <laughs> come on, bro. Come on, bro. Stop, <laughs> like, stop what you're doing, Mo. We know where you're from, man. You, you could have went to work with that bat, yeah. man. Even it just, man. I, I don't know, man. Like, like. Even when Adam Cole gained his contract, got himself together, got off the uh, got off the car, climbed to the top rope, and then instead of you know, Velveteen, you know, catching it, I'd rather he grabbed the bat and hit him in mid air. I feel like you know, give give the bat some use. Like you came out his nigga, man. Yeah, hey, oh, man. Shit. Shit. Excuse my language. <laughs> I I said it's some bullshit. Yeah, man. Like I need some nigga shit. If they were gonna do all that, they could have did this in the ring one on one. They they wasted. I'm telling you, man. They wasted this B movie production. You got getting your Lamborghini. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, man. That girl was alright. That girl was alright. BT movie set, but. But I really like how they had, I don't even know if they were fans, but I really like how they had the people set up around the ring and made it look like a real street fight. Like uh, the movie, Never Back Down, at the end when they was fighting yeah, in the park. Yeah, park. yeah, I like how everybody I'm lit dope. up, you know, the ring and all of that. They made it legit. Even the rest speech at the beginning and all that, they made it legit. But, now, we got two more matches left, man. Mm-hmm. Me either. Yes, let me tell you a backstory. As uh, uh, Vegas, Nevada resident right now, you know what I mean? Carry Cross is something near yes, dear sir. to us because he came from our system. He came from FSW, which is the Future Stars of Wrestling. And he came, he came, he came from that era, and to see where he's at now from Killer Cross to Carry Cross. I think it's an amazing thing. I think it's a really, 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 really amazing thing that he's actually in the ring now. I miss you. Miss you too, honey. Look at her. Photo bombing. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, yeah, hey, Tommaso Ciampa, my man. About, All man. the things he went to, and he just lost his view with Gargano and everything. Of course, it's going to be one of them. He's already broken. Let's go ahead and uh, rate him off for a while. I don't know if this is going to be preparation for a main event call up finally for Tommaso. Because remember, they tried it before when he got hurt. DIY did have a call up. And they was damn near about to be right, champions before he got hurt. So <laughs> maybe, maybe they think he's right. trying to do that. But I, I, he's Mister NXT. I can't see him leave. Like how Finn Balor was to like you know be the first generation of NXT. That's how Champ is to me now. He's one of them hard and soul type. Right. One of the people need to be in NXT forever, even if he has more talent to be main roster worthy. Mm. But let's get like let's that. let's get into the match, man. Uh, what do you think of it? Ciampa didn't stand a chance. He did not stand a chance, man. Crawls 
mutilated that guy, man. Killian probably, I mean, not Killian, but Ciampa probably got in what, two, three? Actually, Better than like, what both good, people good, good doing. Good I'm glad in. they didn't make it a complete squash because that dude is too good to be a squash. But they made Cross still look strong. They're making him the new Brock Lesnar, pretty much. He's going to run through the entire yes. roster I and agree. be unstoppable. So, after he has his feud with Ciampa, and uh, what's what's my guy that uh, ran uh, under the, uh, that was under the ring? Crazy dude again. Crazy ass Dan. Yeah, let's just call him Dan Severn Jr. Dan Severn Jr. Okay, Dan Severn Jr. Now I know you yeah, said that you can see him going for the championship too, but. Yes. So, would you? So, who who do you see getting in first between him? I can't. I can't and, call uh, it yet. I had to see more programming. But I mean, to be honest with you, I I, I would say Kerry deserves it more. And I, they look like they pushing him to the moon already. I would. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't get a title or title shot the next month or two. Pretty much, I think get rid of uh, Chomper if they don't make this already. Get rid of Chomper. I can see him going after Keith Lee. I can see him taking the title for Keith Lee. You just read my freaking mind, man. I was just about to say that, man. Because you got to remember, the guy that Keith mind. Lee did have that awesome, awesome feud. I don't know if he hurt right now, but I ain't seen him in a while. No, I, oh, Carrie Cross might have took him out. Um, what's his name? Dijak Kosovic? Yeah, Kosovic, yeah. So... Yes, I can see him replacing him in that type of feud with Keith Lee. That'd be classic. Yes, that that'd be a dope feud, man. That's two giants going at it right there, man. Well, this, is this your first time seeing him? I mean, we pretty much know that Kyrie's um cross. Man, who? What what's your impression of him? Because, like I said, I seen yes. him a few times out here in uh, FSW. Animal, he's animal. Like he got like that ruthless, like he got that don't care, like that ruthless aggression type. You know, he got like what's not like he'll get there to Brock Lesnar, but I want to say somebody else, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like his attitude, his mentality. Just want to hurt you. Crazy. Chill, it is uh, And let's get into the main event Wait, wait, wait Now before we get there We got to give it the good, the bad Fucking awesome Excuse my language Or terrible I give it good I give it good Now let's get to the main event which honestly, this might have been match of the night to me. Yes, it was. You know, ain't I, no, I, it's I, really no woman's main I, event I, if it's not Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley versus I ain't gonna lie, she might be the best woman's wrestler in the world right now, right. Lo Shirai. Let's talk about it. What you think of it? 
Man, great match. Great match, man. I, I really had no complaints about this one. Like, yeah, it was dope, man. I, I just, you know, it was just how Octane. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't a disappointing match. Like, unlike the rest of the matches, man, it was. I think to me, it was one of the matches like anything could happen. Like the other matches to me, they just seemed kind of predictable. Like you kind of knew the outcome. Besides, you know, with the exception of Velveteen and Adam Cole, but well, I thought the right like, person yeah, won. I, like, I got it. But let's be honest, it, it it was perfect because it was the way to protect Charlotte yes. Flair. It didn't make her look weak or anything. She lost in a triple threat match like she always do when she loses her titles. She's smart for that. Uh, I really like, you know, what I mean, it was a lot of good interaction between the three. It was what a triple threat match should be decent double moves. It didn't seem forced. People got their one on ones. Everybody got their shit off. Even Charlie Flair hit her dirtiest player in the right. game move with the kendo stick. But, I mean, let's get right mm-hmm. into it because everybody else can watch yes. the match to see this greatness. So I don't want to give out too many spats. But that ending, though. Best ending. Best, best, best finish. End, man. Yeah. So can we talk about yeah, we can, can talk we talk about, about, about how it finished? Or we just want to let the people watch. So the fact that uh Charlotte had okay. Rhea Ripley in, in the um in the submission and then and then you had my girl man on the top rope. Oh uh, she got the best the, one in the game. Moonsault was official, man. She got the best Moons- one in the game. Her and uh, Moonsault was clean. Best two in the game. Beautiful Moonsault. I ain't gonna lie. I, the landing, though, looked kind of harsh, though. Man, Sharad knee, that, that was, man. <laughs> I'm gonna say this, man. Rhea Ripley forehead yeah. all that. Yeah, I'm <laughs> kind of lump her up or anything. She felt that. Well, no, great, great. I mean, no, nah, great match. I mean, great Jeez. match. I, I can't say no more about it. Good timing. Didn't run too long to me. Um, I didn't have – only complaint I had, like I said, once again, Charlotte Flair is protected. Nope. But the right person won. I'm so glad Lo Raff finally got the – she deserved this title a long time ago. Honestly, <laughs> She should have been the one. Let me tell you, one of my favorite. She should have oh, been the one who beat uh, what's her name, Shayna Baszler. It should have been her, not Rhea Ripley. I like Rhea Ripley a lot, but I don't like the whole like face turn, making her kind of bland. Uh, I hope this finish kind of makes her make the heel turn against Lo and They go at it. Yeah. No, I like Rhea Ripley. Oh, yeah. I like Rhea Ripley, but I just don't. I think she's better suited as like sure. a heel or edgier, or edgier, just at least edgier. I just yeah, she I got that like heel look, baby like... face out of her. Right. I see. I see her becoming heel because the fact that she lost, the you know that Charlotte t- beat you, took the title, and then now you in a um, three way match. Not only did you lose, 
you in the figure eight and you get moonsault. Yeah. Mean knee to your skull. So what you get this match, man? That don't make you turn here. I bad or ugly. Whoo! Non-biased. I almost wanted to say that, but I'll be a hypocrite to what I said earlier. Is that all the levels of the yeah. matches? I will give it just a straight awesome. That'd be like a equivalent of a four point five. It's awesome, but it's not fucking awesome. But it was definitely match like of the that. night. I'm with you on that. Awesome. Oh, best match of the night, of course. Yeah. That's the only match I really have a true complaint about. The rest <laughs> of the car was pretty solid. I give it a good, and it was a good set and everything. And oh yeah, I missed the pay per views when they were two and a half hours. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. I missed the like when they were only two hours now. though. But I mean, overall, what you get the pay per view, man. I get the pay-per-view. Um, I give it a good, too. Give it a good. All right, that, uh, quick, good, bad, ugly. Wrap it up give real it quick, good. man. You know, got a good for an hour, and then we'll knock out the good shit tomorrow, the king of the ring, Johnny shit. That's going to take a little bit of time. The history of the king of the ring, because June was king of the yes. ring, and at one point, the and king of the ring next. was one of the most important pay-per-views ever. I can't wait to go over it, man. And it is some damn good, bad, and uglies in them. Yeah. Uh, and then next week, we coming Ooh. back at you again with the backlash. And I'm not, I'm not gonna call it the best match ever, but one of the greatest what matches that? that you know possibly can be. You know the rated R superstar. Once again, I'm biased versus, you know, my, my man. Oh, Viper. my God. Nah, we'll come yeah. back in a couple of days Randy from now Orton, do like man. a review show, man. But, I mean, the good the good about this show, though, man, the set was awesome. I like Gargano's interest a lot. That stood out. Um, Karrion Cross, he was amazing. Dope. I mean, the main event was dope. And the only bet I had was the, the finish of the NXT title match. And if that's your title, why the hell is it the middle of the card? So what are your pros and cons before we wrap it up, man? Yes. Just some mismatching, you know, like some missed opportunities in certain matches. And that, you know, the outcome for the NXT champion could have been it could have been different, man. The last match of the night, definitely the best match. Awesome match. You know, every everybody else, like every match was, there was literally no bad match. Like, and it's rare that you say that for a pay per view event. It was a bad match, but there was literally no bad match. Every everybody did their thing. It's just you know, just for that one match, the outcome. I it should have been different. It would have made it. If Velveteen would have won. Can't get them all right, but I mean, sad enough. I miss the Joes, you know, and this is my co host right here. Yeah. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and these are your grapple heads, man. Hallelujah. Live from Grapple Mania. Till next time. Peace. Yes, sir. Until next time.